Kia ora uh, lovely to be here and share with you all. Thank you. This is great to have some extra cord. Um, yeah, I think it, it feels a little bit like, so as you all will be aware, sometimes I get up here and I've got like bits of paper and I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go exactly. Um, because I personally struggle to like totally clarify where things are as an external processor. If I haven't given the sermon before, it's kind of hard to do it before I've done it. Um, and I think that feels particularly kind of poignant tonight because um, even though um, I may speak again at Blueprint, it does feel like, oh, this is my last sermon at Blueprint. So I kind of am like, oh, man, what are all the other things that I need to say? Um, and so, <laughs> so Damien was like, you know, have the timer there, which I realize I actually haven't put on. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, but I'm just, I'm going to say that out loud um, by way of kind of, reminding myself that I don't have to say everything right now um, and that because uh, we're in a relationship with one another um, as friends here, there's a chance to share and journey together around so many more things into the future, um, even though uh, some of the way that I will relate to you guys in the room will change a bit in the coming months and years. But yeah, so there's um, there's been a lot happening. I think um, this was one of those weeks where... Uh, I was probably too busy to realise it probably wasn't a good idea to be speaking on Sunday night. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, wow, I really haven't set myself up to win this week um, in terms of really giving this the space it needed. But I'm just trusting that there will be good things here. And I have some stories to share with you guys um, and some awesome quotes from the book. Um, and yeah, so there's, I think there will be something for, for folks in the room tonight. So where we've been um, as a church community journeying and our kind of learning and sharing on Sunday nights over the last couple of months is we had a whole of life faith series. And the kind of push of that was that God is interested and loves us completely and is so um, desiring of all the different parts of our lives to be in communion with God. But those different parts of our lives look different. We have work and we have rest. And those are both good. And they both can be spaces where we can connect with and honor God. We have um, invitations from God to connect with one another and to be our family together. We have invitations from God to become people of generosity um, and people of prayer. And so we explored that over a four-week series. And we had a little guide that went with that. And then the week after that, Alicia spoke um, and she shared about being um, beloved of God and some of her revelations around God's patience with her, her desire to love God and God's desire to love her back. And um, she shared a bit of an image she had um, of prayer being like coming into a room in a castle, sitting down in an armchair with God by a fire and being in conversation. And then last week, Jendi came um, and spoke with us about a bit of an ongoing journey of her heart around some of the cringe she has with God as like daddy God. Did you guys all just cringe at that? I personally cringe at that. That is, that is that's hard stuff, I think. Um, like the idea of God as a loving parent that is very near to us, um, for some reason, can be really difficult. Maybe some of you are totally like rocking that and that feels like, oh yeah, I so resonate with God as a loving father that's close to me. Um, but Jendi was sharing about how, yeah, that's been a massive journey for her, um, being a beloved child of God, not an adult of God. Um, so yeah, that was her last weekend um, sharing with us. 
And then this week, I'm sharing mostly about discernment, and then Damien is going to do the same, um, sharing some more ideas around discernment next week. And then through October, we've got this time of discernment for chapters. But it's actually an invitation that we want to put to everybody that October, October is an awesome month to be praying and reflecting about where are you leading me, God? And where are you leading us, God? And that's something we would so love for everybody to be praying into throughout October. And so kind of moving towards that month, um, we thought let's talk about prayer and listening uh, to God and discernment for a couple of weeks here. So that's what we're going to do. Sound good? Cool. Awesome. So great. So, Jeremy, if you're up for um, pulling up that slide. Yeah, cool. Great. If you... Um, actually, yeah, we'll look at this first. Awesome. So this is a little quote um, from a woman called Sister Elizabeth Lieber. And it says, The Christian tradition has long recognized the importance of decision-making. Because our identity is formed in part through our decisions... The making of decisions is actually a privileged moment for growing in discipleship. Through our choices, we can become the person God is calling us to be. We'll just stay on that one for a moment. So all of us will have made some decisions this week. Some of you made the, the tough decision to battle the weather and get here. Ivan shared about a decision to go to church, got to the bus, Carl not going to church, too windy, and he headed home. We make little decisions all the time um, that actually over time form who we become. And sometimes we make some big life decisions like, oh, what course of study will I do? Or um, will I move overseas? Or will I move into this flat? Like we, we have these kind of bigger decisions that sit before us. And God can be involved in those decisions or we can just kind of roll ahead and make them. But what I guess this lady sister Elizabeth Lieber is talking about is that decision making forms our identity because partially because of the process that we're doing, but also the outcomes of those decisions are the output of our lived identity. And that decision making moments um, are actually privileged moments. And we're going to come to um, that a little bit more later. But I actually really enjoy the use of that word privileged moment. Um, in the sense that all of us have our own lives and our lives are a gift. Our lives um, aren't something we've earned. We didn't ask to be born. <laughs> we weren't in control of most of the details um, of the circumstances of our little person life. And then as we grow, we get um, some more opportunities to make some choices. What colour we're going to use in the crayons, what friend we're going to make on the playground, whether we're going to sit inside at lunchtime or go out and jump on the playground. We, we slowly, over time, start making more and more decisions based on what we feel led to do. And actually, little kids can be an amazing example of this, of like, oh, I feel like that, I want this. But when we grow up and we're big kids, sometimes we can get really caught up in how do I, what do I want, actually? Um, where do I want to be? Do I want to be outside or inside? What am I going to do today? What am I going to do this decade? Who am I going to become? Um, and these are important um, questions for us to reflect on, and they come up in the space of decision-making. And so because, um, because of all of that, they're actually beautiful moments for us to be discipled um, as 
friends and followers of Jesus. Through our choices, we can become the person God is calling us to be. And so this is a little um, light song that we sing at evening prayers. Some of you might not, some of you won't. But I thought actually, as part of the sermon, um, let's just take a moment now to sing this. Um, if you don't know it, just listen. Uh, but we're going to sing this as a prayer around kind of leaning in to this idea of our who we are and who we shall be and God's um, presence with us in it. Take, oh, take me as I of intentionally becoming aware of how God is present, active, and calling us as individuals and communities so that we can respond with increasingly greater faithfulness. Those moments in which we make decisions are privileged times in which discernment can make a big difference. In decision-making, self-determination comes together with God's call. This is another quote from Sister Elizabeth Weber, which I've just broken down into four points. It's actually like a whole block of quote, but I thought it made more sense in four points. Um, and so what I want you to do now is, next slide please, turn to the person next to you and reflect a bit on where you're at with this already. What is a recent decision you've made? What was that like? What did you learn from this? And what was God like in this? And um, that Waita we sung spoke of, um, take me as I am, I, I come as I am um, before God and ask God to call out um, and work with us for what we shall become. And um, those, those kind of two ideas are, I think, sort of represented in these questions. Where have you been at? Who are you now? And kind of where was God uh, for you in that? So yeah, turn to kind of like groups of three, something like that. Take a few minutes to talk together. A recent decision you made. Um, wow. Well, there probably won't have been enough time to get through all of that, but maybe sparks a bit of conversation. Is there anything anybody wants to feedback that you feel like, ah, oh, I really want to share this. This is a cool thing that I've recently learned this week on this. If you don't, that's all good. Just thought I'd give the chance. John, you're the one that means to move on. Sweet, thanks for that, John. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're all good, bro. You're so good. It was just, it was, I just had to kind of take the gag off there. Um, awesome. So, I think, um, I guess what I have realised through my own processes of decision making and trying to seek God in them, um, looking for where God's active and present, is I realised I had some assumptions about me 
and about God and about other people. And so there's been a few learnings on the way and there have been a few surprises. And so what I wanted to share um, tonight is a couple of the surprises I've had that I've learned through my own kind of journey with the sermon and the hope that maybe some of those will resonate with you or maybe um, they'll be kind of like, oh, well, I hadn't thought about that. Um, because I think it's not until we really get into the process of like figuring through some of our thinking and our deciding, like we, we don't necessarily know what we don't know. <laughs> and then we're working through some stuff and it's like, oh, I had an assumption about that. I don't know. Sorry, I'm feeling pretty like I'm not making sense, but all good. We'll just press on. So my surprises in discernment. So one of my surprises um, was that God would often end up speaking to me about other stuff than the thing I was trying to discern. <laughs> this has been a source of immense surprise for me that continually um, when I'm trying to bring a decision to God and be like, tell me what to do, or like, what's your wisdom on this? God's like, oh yeah, so over here. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. And um, that hasn't ever felt like it's been like a dismissing of this, but it's just surprised me about like what my priorities have been versus what God's have been. Um, an example of this is that a number of years ago, um, was maybe about 20, early 2016, I think, I was first trying to decide, I was working at the time for the regional council, um, and I was living out of Lyle Bay in their chapter house there, and I was thinking about whether I go back to study, and whether I, then, I decided, yep, I am going to go back to study, so I started doing that, and that was feeling good, and I was like, cool, this is like post-grad study in an environmental qualification, I've got an environmental job, and um, Scotty was like, oh, would you come and work at Blueprint? And I was like, oh, yeah, that could be like a different change. So I was thinking about, do I want to change? Do I want to adjust um, from this full-time sort of part-time readjustment and study to like completely different work alongside my study? And um, I was really trying to get an answer from God about that. <laughs> and actually, what God said was like, yeah, you could do that. And if you do... Um, you actually need to go and approach these people and you need to forgive them. And they were some leaders in a church that I had been a part of. And so God was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, you could do that. that you know, that's your decision, almost, actually. But if you do, here's the important way in which you do that, or something you actually need to attend to. And so, yeah, I went and did that, and, you know, kind of, long story short, here I am. But that was that was a first surprise, um, in, in this space, that God was more interested about some of the baggage I was carrying, some of the formation of my character, and the actually God really cares about us being in good relationship with each other, not carrying bitterness as we journey forward, and that God actually cared about this church community, that I didn't bring that unforgiveness I didn't know I had into this space. Um, God cared about this space and about me enough to bring that up. Another surprise in discernment. A surprise that when you've discerned something, it makes future decisions clearer, even if they are harder. Uh, so this one uh, was a few years later, uh, where I had discerned that I wanted, I had, I was grappling at the time with how many different things I could have on the go. Notoriously, I really think variety is the spice of life. Um, and was like, ah, oh, it's so fun doing, having your fingers in so many pies. It's so great, you're everywhere, woohoo! 
And I'd always thought of myself as a capable person. I'd probably been affirmed a lot as a child for being responsible and capable. And I discerned that Blueprint was going to be the primary thing I said yes to. Um, at this stage, I was working part-time for Blueprint, and Scotty and I were in the transition process, kind of, of him finishing up on the role and me kind of picking it up. And I was trying to figure out what other part-time work sat alongside this. And I really wanted to make use of my now undergrad and postgrad environmental degree, which is <laughs> kind of fair enough. And so I applied for this job at Forest and Bird. And um, it seemed they're a really cool organisation. They do heaps of stuff to advocate for the natural environment and to have a voice for creatures that don't get a voice. I got offered the job. And uh, that day I was um, heading out to Ramsey House and Carl was up there because um, he's just always at Ramsey House, just being so hospitable and amazing. And I had a little chat with him. Um, he was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out some work stuff. Forest and Bird, and he, would, and he, he just shared, oh, awesome organisation, um, but it's like, it kind of takes your whole heart, you know? People there are like sold out for this, this work, and even if it's advertised as a part-time job, like the scope creep of that job is just, that's just how it is, because it's an NGO um, where you're kind of like going into bat against bankrolled developers kind of thing. And I just had this like sinking feeling in my gut where I was like, if that's true, and this feels like a real gift to have this insight from him, with um, his knowledge of that organisation through his family that worked there, I can't actually say yes to this and do justice by the yes that I've discerned around serving at Blueprint. And for some reason, that was um, it clarified I have to say no to this. But it was actually incredibly painful for me to say no because it challenged in a deep way. It was a kind of shattering of my like self-image about my own capability. And it was an exposure of actually uh, the, the limits, the good human limits that I have, and that to ignore my good human limits is just unwise. God has given me this good gift of life, and for me to not pay attention to the wisdom I'm getting <laughs> about how to look after it, and to um, build my decisions kind of like... If you've already decided a big yes to something, you know, like then your other decisions need to kind of be congruent with that. And so in some ways, it was a surprise to learn that discerning one thing um, has this profound clarifying effect for future things. And I'm actually so grateful uh, that I said no to that job. I'm so grateful for Carl and for God's mercy in, in my life at that time. And I'm actually real grateful for the like, what's that thing where people make a ring or make anything metal and they put it in the fire with the... Kiln. Yeah, the kind of like kilning effect of like having some of my ego burn away through that process um, so that I could see myself more accurately. Like it's actually really awesome to um, have greater knowledge of like, oh, this is actually what I have to offer. It's not this. And for some of us, we think it's this and we have to be burnt down to like, oh, it's actually just this. And for some of us, like, this is all I've got to offer. And it's like, no, you like, you know, you've got more kind of thing. Like, you're amazing. I am actually really grateful for the formation that came out of that. I didn't, I thought I was just applying for a job, you know? And um, there was a journey that came out of that. Uh, the third surprise that's come out of the sermon, that God asked me what I wanted. Didn't expect that. That I had a choice. I um, came to God in prayer and was really wanting clarity about what the right choice was. And God said, you know, what do you want? You get to choose. 
And kind of tying um, this together with what Jindy spoke about last week and what Leash spoke about um, the week before of our God as a, a loving parent that's interested in our growth and our development and like, what do you, what do you choose? What, like what, that's your life kind of thing. I want to be talking with you about it. I want to see you flourishing in it, but you know, what do you think? Um, and then I think for all of us, sooner or later, as we grow up into adult faith, those, that's often uh, the way God approaches us because God wants us to be good stewards of our life and not, it's like that um, scripture where Jesus is talking with the disciples and he said, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, but I call you friends. And that actually there's this, God doesn't always just like tell us exactly what to do kind of thing. So that was a surprise to me. And then my final one is that God never strong arms or manipulates. And I think, I guess this one was kind of a surprise to me in the sense that I kind of expected sometimes when I prayed about things that God was going to tell me to do like the opposite of what I wanted, even if I didn't really know what I wanted. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but sometimes because we live in a broken world with all of that, it can feel scary to actually ask God, like, God, what do you want? And to, to wait and trust and listen for what God's going to say. That's been my experience anyway. And I think some of my fear was of being overridden or of being kind of like, if I actually unearth what I want, maybe God's going to tell me to like sacrifice that or offer that. And I guess like what I want to share is that my genuine experience with this from my journey so far with Jesus is that I've never been asked by God to do something that I 100% don't want to do. And what I have been asked to do um, by God, which has always felt like an invitation actually, because I believe, and I've wanted to follow those invitations because I believe God is more good and more wise than I am. Sometimes um, I might have a fear reaction or a worry reaction. That's like a part of me. And I, I was thinking this through, and I've been um, at the spiritual direction course this week where we've been talking about our, our bodies quite a bit. So I've been thinking about like the different sort of centers of knowing we have. And I would say, I can think of an example where I needed to have a conflict conversation. And I 90% didn't want to do it, but I 10% knew like here that I had to do it for like integrity reasons. And it was like, God was like, this is the right call to do it. And I didn't, like I didn't want to do it really, but I, I knew the 10% was the right integrity call to make. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking like, that's been one instance, the kind of like 10% gut has been like, yeah, actually, this is the one to listen to that's like actually discerning this right over the 90% brain, which is like, run away, run away. Um, and then I was thinking about another instance. It was kind of like early days when I was working at the regional council and I was on a salary and I'd never been on a salary before. And I was at a new church that I'd moved to out on the hut. And, um, and I felt like God said to me, um, like tithe, like 10% of your income to this church. And I would say that it was like, that was probably one of the ones where I really didn't want to do that. And it was probably actually like, at a head level, I felt like that's where God was inviting me, like, to do this. And that was probably like, <laughs> maybe like, maybe 20% or like 10% of my head was like, this is what I want to do. But like, 80 to 90% of my heart was like, no. Ah, run off of this way, like run off with all the money kind of thing. <laughs> um, 
And it was like, that was like a corridor between like my heart and my head. I think my gut was like asleep on the job for that one. And God was engaging with me in that, in that decision-making process. And then I've had instances sometimes where, yeah, I feel like God has spoken to me at a heart level about something like, go and offer to pray for someone in this space. And my head's like, no, they'll think I'm uncool. Or, and my gut's like, oh, like, would I be the best person for this? Or whatever. And my heart's been like, this is the right call to make. And so I wanted to share that because I think what I want you all to hear from this talk is that what you feel in your head and in your heart and your gut is good wisdom. There's good things there. God has made us, has given our, us our lives, and we have good knowledge to be used in the world. And sometimes there's conflicting messages between those things, and it takes a bit of work to discern with the Spirit, discern with good friends, which one of these voices is like the good voice? Wow. And, and I think in our um, age and time as well, we can also be afraid of um, changing our minds or seeming like, um, I don't know. I think like a cool thing about decision making is that you can make a decision and then you can actually get there and then you can be like, I'm going to make another decision and it's going to go, I've learned more now, go this way. Um, and we actually have the freedom to do that. And so, um, yeah, those have been my surprises and learnings from discernment along the way that when we seek after God and discernment and in decision-making, sometimes some other things we weren't expecting comes up and there's a good gift for us in that. That clarification can come like from one time of discernment, there can be greater clarification in that flow of learning um, where God's calling us. That God can ask us what we want, that we have choice and we can be in dialogue um, with God as our loving parent in that space. And that God can invite us to do things that we don't feel like doing, but it's always our choice. And I think it's really important to recognize that we have choice. Um, and I think for me, that's really helped me to be like not afraid um, of actually coming to God in prayer around things. So yeah, happy to chat more with anybody um, if that resonates for people. And so I just want to, um, I guess, land us back with some of those questions I, I brought at the start. Some of you right now um, might be like thinking about specific decisions. And if you are, man, awesome. That's so great. October can be a cool time for you to be praying on those decisions. And I'd encourage you tonight, if you are someone with some specific decisions going on, reach out to somebody else in the room to um, connect with them and be like, yo, this is something I'm working through at the moment. Or if you were somebody who you don't really feel like actually there's anything particularly on top in this space, really would love to invite you to consider this question of God, where are you leading me and where are you leading us in the month of October? With that, I would love to welcome up the crew who are going to lead us in worship. <laughs>